All right, everybody, we are back again for another dirty, fun, nasty episode. <laughs> we got to be all that, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll meet you later. But no. <laughs> Let's see. You tried it. <laughs> but we're here. We're here this week. We're here, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Mega Sheen. Um, and we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, his name is Andrew Gerza. Uh, you may have seen him on the Twitter streets. He is a host of Disabled Disability After Dark. He he's doing a lot. Uh, so Andrew, so thank you so much uh, for coming on Mega Sheen. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited to chat and see what happens. <laughs> so victor what's been going on with you well as y'all know this is comic-con this is comic-con week and so i have been i have been preparing for that i have gone back and forth for what i'm gonna wear i don't know what i'm gonna wear and then you know sometimes the t-shirt that you bought last year may fit may not fit maybe too big maybe too small on you so i'm just trying to go through all of my geek shirts but i am excited because i have I made it to take my gem shirt, taking my Xanadu shirt, taking my Eartha Kit Catwoman t-shirt, my Catra t-shirt. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just going to go all geek, all diva. And I'm really excited because I get to see, you know, our Twitter fam on there. So I'm really excited. Black girl nerds and um, nerds of color and other people will be around. Um, also, some of the gay fam will be there. A lot of gay fam will be there. Let me just change that around. So... <laughs> Gonna be, it's going to be a hot mess. It's going to be a fun hot mess. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to for my panel. So Thursday night, um, I will be on a panel talking about Black queer contributions of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. And I'm nervous and excited. So, um, you know, if y'all are going to be there, come check it out. Come say hi. I'm not scary. I have pretty eyes. So you can come and say oh, hi. <laughs> Shoot. Andrew, how have you been this week? I'm well, good, week you know. I'm just hanging out. Just, uh, you know, it's, I'm in Toronto, so it's summer here. It's nice and hot, you know, just chilling. Mm-hmm. Just doing my work and being awesome, you know. I hear that, being awesome. Shoot. I need to get like that one of these days. I'm going to stop fucking around. Oh, it's all right. You're already there. It's like, <laughs> you're going to push it over the edge and then you'll be set. Don't worry. Right. But yeah, uh, The Wiz just wrapped up Sunday. Um, and it's kind of bittersweet. You know, you're glad to get on back on a regular schedule. But then you're like, oh, you know, being around the stage and all those talented folks. I did a couple of periscopes if you didn't see them. Um, we, what did I do? I did a little bef- before the show started, uh, especially with the ensemble. And then I did one of the songs that the Tin Man sang, um, What Would I Do or If I Could Feel. Yeah. And we were in the, uh, the backstage, you know, doing our little thing. And you, Apologies if you couldn't see it too well, but we were outside and it was dark as fuck. So, And then, like, the majority of the folks were black. So, you know, whatever. But anyway, I'm I'm kind of glad for it to be over, like I said, and get on back on my regular schedule and rest and actually do nothing except work. Um, I didn't get back on regular schedule too because I was I was just out, then got back, and then about to leave again. So it's gonna be 
a little crazy, but yeah. You get back you a traveling girl, you know. But yeah, international hoe. And so, you know, when you're, <laughs> when you're out there, you know, you're out there. But no, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be really good. And so, as promised, I will be posting a lot of pictures on our Twitter and stuff. So, And our Instagram, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, and our Instagram, too, for those of y'all who likes Instagram. I'm trying to get into that a little bit more with my Instagram. Insta, come on. It's a big deal now. We all got to do it. I don't have one, but everyone's like, oh, my God, you have to get one. I'm like, why, guys? I have Twitter. Really? Do I need another one? Really? Do I? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So let's go ahead and let's serve this tea because we have an extra guest today. So let's go ahead and get this tea together. Well, let's get into it. You want to start it off? Yeah, let's see. We, there's a lot that happened all before Comic Con too. So you know, it, it's just crazy. But let's go ahead and talk about. Let's talk about something light. So let's talk about the good old fashioned Nightwing. So for those of y'all who know about Nightwing, Nightwing is really Robin. Robin, who is the first Robin to run with Batman, Dick Grayson. Um, he grew up and became hot, and also became <laughs> uh, the crime fighter called Nightwing. Well. Warner Brothers have been working on this project for a while, and we supposedly will be getting a, a Nightwing movie of sorts um, to where we get a little bit about Dick and what Dick has been up to and have you. Um, but they are saying that, you know, as they're still going on with this process, that it's going to be very grueling because he's going to have to do a lot of fighting and a lot of gymnastics and what have you because he's very good at that. Um, for those who know about Dick Grayson, he started out as an acrobat, a young acrobat. His family was a group of acrobats who died, the Graysons. So um, this is something they've been working on for a while. They were possibly going to really put that into the Titans, this TV show that hasn't really got off the ground what they've been trying to work on that too. Um, but this could be something interesting because um, DC um, did announce that they will announce two um, more um, films in the DCU universe than Comic-Con. This could be one of them. So I just wanted to know what people thought about, you know, Nightwing and what that's going to look like. And do people really, really want to see a Nightwing movie? Right. Well, you know, you said it was a... Nightwing was Dick Grayson, right? hmm Well, who doesn't like Dick? To be honest. <laughs> right? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on now. Everybody loves Dick. Uh, so I was thinking... Um, Louis Tan or Yoshi Sadarso to play Nightwing because they're both athletic as fuck. Um, and they already have that physical background. So I'm thinking like a fighting shouldn't be an issue. Yes. So um, I'm, inter- I'm interested to see who they bring on board for this movie. Um, and... Yeah, I'm just interested. I just hope is they don't like fuck it up. A Robin reboot? Is it like a Ro- like Robin before he was Robin? Is that what they're trying to do? No, they're trying to they're trying to you know talk about this is a Robin the first one. So this is when he kind of left Batman's side and did his own thing. So this will be more about him and his adventures. So when he left like Batman's side and decided to be his own person, mm-hmm. or before he was Robin. Um, this is after he was wrong. All right. I'm here for it. I just don't want uh, Zack Snyder to be a part of it. 
Well, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> well, he won't be um, just because of, I think because of what's been going on with his family. But right now, the director of um, Night One will be Chris McKay. Um, so he will be the one. He's the one that actually talked about how um, Dick Grayson would be. Like, we'll see something. Just give it to Joseph Gordon-Levitt from, um, you know, he was Robin for about five seconds in The Dark Knight. And he's kind of athletic and sort of hot. I'd watch him do things for an hour and a half. Give me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to have they, that body right. Yeah. If they go white, um, either him or Stephen R. McQueen. And that, that poor boy, he wanted this role. Like, he was training as Nightwing. Like, he would wear T-shirts. Um, Stephen R. McQueen is the grandson of Stephen McQueen. But he also used to be in Vampire Diaries. He was Jeremy. And he was the brother of, I think I heard the lead girl's name, but he was dating um, Bonnie, the black girl, a little bit. So he also wants this. So if they go white, I think they should at least consider him. He's a good looking guy. He did get his body together, though. He did. So we'll see if they go that route. I wonder if they pick him. Or they may go with someone completely unknown. They just got to give me somebody tasty for 90 minutes, and I really don't. Like, I really just make them. Good to look at. The story doesn't have to be amazing. I'll follow it if your shirt's up a lot and you're being <laughs> acrobatic. Then I'm there. Give us some ass shots too, because you know Nightwing's ass has to be predominantly featured in this film. Are some like in between the leg peen shots? We've all seen those. That's, <laughs> give me some of that. No, you're right because yeah, he's also known for his butt. A lot of artists have, you know, when they were at one point when artists were like changing the roles because you know as they draw females they always or women the referees that uh characters that always had them like doing the butt shots or whatever but when they flipped it it was a lot of nightwing and if you read the comic grayson um there's a lot of jokes about the way he looks and about how his body is so i think they should play that up if they're going to do this movie i think so too as well definitely We'll see if they talk about it at Comic Con. I'll let y'all know. Oh yes, yeah. so you're gonna have to have like uh take notes, take all kinds of stuff because it's gonna be the news is gonna be coming at you fast and furious. It really is. It really is. I'm gonna have to get my um, Lois Lane. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what else we got. Let's go ahead and talk about the Emmys because that was a lot in these nominations. Yes. So, and some of the major categories we had, scroll up here. We had in like in Best Drama Series, uh, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, House of Cards, Stranger Things, This Is Us, and Westworld. So, I've only seen one of these, and I'm behind on one of House of Cards a season. Um... I don't know who's going to win some of these awards. Which one did you see? Which one did you? Which one are you up on? I'm uh, almost up on House of Cards. I haven't seen any of the others. All right, because the crown's fucking awesome. I mean, it's super white and kind of stodgy, but that's the whole point. Like, it's really John Lithgow is a fucking badass, and that guy can. Yeah. Uh, that guy can act. He he's so good in this in this series. I was like, wow. 
So mm-hmm. I, I hope the crown fucking takes everything. But then the Handmaid's Tale was also fucking amazing. There were so many good things coming out of like drama. And what I like about the Handmaid's Tale and the Crown is they're not on traditional network TV, right? Like I, I agree, Netflix and Hulu. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Crown was was pretty good at first. It was a little drawn out, but I was like, okay, now it was it was getting out into it. Handmaid's Tale was tough in a good way. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was tough for sure. But it was the one like. I guess I'm biased because they filmed it outside my house. So, oh wow! Like I didn't know this at the time, but watching it back, I was like, "Oh my god, that's my coffee shop, yo!" Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, they filmed it like really close to me, and it was just beautifully shot. So even if the story is hard to follow, you're like, and it is really the story is not hard to follow, but it's tough. the The subject matter is tough, but like the the just the way it's shot is so beautiful. It's beautiful shots of Toronto. And it's pretty awesome. Better Call Saul, I have not watched, and a lot of people love it because they love Breaking Bad. Um, and Stranger Things was great. I did enjoy Stranger Things. It was a nostalgia piece. Um, a lot of throwback to all the things we grew up with in the 80s. Westworld, also, it was a slow burn, but it, the payoff in the last few episodes was very strong. So yeah, I heard Westworld was really good. It was, and Tandy yeah. gave us so much in that. Um, it was really great. I just wish that Queen Sugar was the least in Best Drama. Right. Um, I would have asked to take that out. Take now, people love some This Is Us, and I have not seen this yet. Yeah, yeah, I've heard This Is Us is very dramatic and sad, and I don't need that kind of. It's pretty um, sad. Yeah, I don't want to cry. There are some. There are tears from like scene one. All the way through to the finale, you're like you're just gonna you're gonna but you know what it's it's by the time you're done you're like all right I feel better I can handle okay. the world now it's all right I got it out we're good. Well, I might have to honestly do that. I mean, it has Jeff from Gilmore Girls. He's hot to look at. So, I mean, he's he's fun for an hour. Right. Yeah. So in the comedy series, they have Atlanta, Blackish, Master of None. Modern Family, Silicon Valley, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, and Veep. Okay, so why is Modern Family still being made? Like, I was just ha- gonna say, why is this still happening? Like, how many seasons has that been on? I, th- I feel like it's been on at least fifteen. Heading into like nine now, I think technically. Oh God! Um, you know, and yeah, and when I look at all these other shows, I don't know why it's in like. These are some good shows. Like Atlanta's great, Blackish is great, Master of None is really good, especially this past season. Yeah, Master mm-hmm. of None deserves all the awards. Like, like Aziz Ansari, like, could you be any more awesome? And the answer is no, because you're awesome. So, <laughs> like, just more like, and plus, I have I have a giant crush on him after the season. I was like, wow, you just got really hot. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. how it happened, but you got super attractive. <laughs> I need um, to see that. I haven't even. I was going to say, it's fun. It's fun. It's white. But it's not, actually, I'm wrong. It's not as white. There's colored people of color in it. But it's it's fun. It's a fun little show. Kimmy Schmidt, if it wasn't for Titus, it would not be fun. That's and what Veep, I keep on hearing. And Veep is, <laughs> Veep is funny because Veep is, the way she plays that character, she's basically us. Yeah. Like, she's us if we really let that out of our heads. If we were in that situation, 
we would be her. Like, it's so... And I just love how, like, to watch Julia Louis-Dreyfus do, like, basically be an asshole for 30 minutes amongst all these other assholes for 30 minutes is just really funny to watch. And you know that's what's happening behind closed doors. None of us know this shit, but you know that if you're a staffer in, like, the White House, that shit's totally... That's what's happening. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I like all I like all these choices. My family could be removed, um, and they could have put Insecure in that. But okay, yeah, oh, yeah I don't I, know why but, Insecure wasn't nominated. The Ray needs to win all the things. Like anybody who kind of like, and I found about her out about her last summer when I started watching like Awkward Black Girl on. I found it on YouTube, and I was like, "This show's amazing! Why isn't right. this show more? Why do more people know?" And like that was the show that I was like, "Yep, that's me." Like, there's there's me and a character right there. Um, so she and Insecure is kind of like a weird extension of that show. I mean, it's a bit more dramatized and a bit more like flashy. But if you watch the two shows, she's she's the same character, and that's awesome. Basically, yeah. So in the drama actress uh, category, they have Viola Davis, Claire F- uh, Foy, Elizabeth Moss, Carrie Russell, Evan Rachel, and Robin Wright. I'm always here for Viola, Miss Viola Davis. Yeah. Um, and which performance are we talking about? Are we talking about How to Get Away with Murder or... Yes. Yeah. Mm, that show lost me after about season two. I, tried, I, I loved season one. I was all about it. Season two, I was like, all right, I'm here. Season three, I was like, okay, I'm still here, but what the... Like, you're, trying <laughs> to, you're trying too hard, Shonda. Like, lay, like, st- lay it back for a minute. For just a second, you don't have stop trying so hard. Stop trying so hard. Give us little breadcrumbs to go on, as opposed to like all these dumbass. Like the trouble with the show is it's so good, I can't follow it anymore. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's happening ever. And they I have the most me. attractive cast, though. Mm-hmm. I will say that. In my yeah, opinion. yeah, that's true. I would sleep with all the dudes on that show. <laughs> I still think they should have Candy should have been in the bet in the best actress. I mean right. I mean I just feel like she could have been considered more in that, but I mean I, I but Rachel was also good. Um so I mm, I do I like Robin her. Wright. Yeah. And I like Robin Wright. I like Harold, I know she's very strong in her. Yeah, I do enjoy her. I call I my nickname for her is Neckhole because if you watch House of Cards and you if you watch any interview she ever does, she has a very prominent hole in the middle of her neck and it's like this weird flap of skin and every time I see her it's like prominently there. So she's <laughs> she's she's neckhole, but she uh she she brings it. She's she's fierce. She's having a hell of a summer. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, in the drama ca- actor category, they have Sterling K. Brown, Anthony Hopkins, Alive Schreiber, Kevin Spacey, Bob Odenkirk, and Milo, I'm going to screw this name up. Milo Ventimiglia? Exactly. <laughs> Hottie McHot, McHot, McHot. Like, that's just his name. He's just, he, as somebody who grew up on Gilmore Girls, um, he can do no wrong, and I, he can take me in any position he would like, whenever he would like. <laughs> this one, I I don't know. I, I would love to see Sterling Brown win. 
obvious for obvious reasons because he's a brother. But I think they might give it to Anthony Hopkins. What was he in? Why is he being? He was in Westworld. I'm not see. I know the payoff of Westworld because somebody ruined it for me, but I haven't actually watched the series yet. Um, mm-hmm. Was he in it for like three seconds, and they were like, "All right, great." Or did he have like a nice yeah. arc? No, he's, you know what? I have no idea. He's created all of it, so he created everything about Westworld. Um, so he's oh, like, "Oh, the, well then, the I guess guy. okay." But Milo could take it though, because Milo. I've been hearing a lot about Milo in this role. This could be Milo's year. Yeah, Milo. Milo. I mean, this is us. Is like gonna make you cry for the rest of your life, but it's great. Mm-hmm. I have to check that out. I mean, I'm so behind on my shows. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I I need to get a fucking vacation. So I'm just gonna skip through some more of these categories. Um, in the comedy, best comedy actor, Anthony Anderson is nominated. Aziz Azari is nominated. Uh. Donald Glover, William H. Macy, Jeffrey Tambor, and Zach Galifianakis. Um, I don't like Anthony Anderson. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him, but I get why he's in there. And so for diversity reasons, cool. But I mean, if if like we're going to choose someone of color, give it, give it to Donald Glover. Like Atlanta, which I've not seen, but I've heard great things about it in terms uh-huh. of like the style and the comedy and he's i like donald glover because he's weird as fuck and you don't really know what he's gonna do is he childish gambino today is he gonna like quit the world and just be around like what's his deal i don't know but he's kind of awesome right yeah either him or aziz yeah i was gonna say aziz because again yeah, he- aziz and sorry needs to win all the things and maybe <laughs> also sit on my face i'm not really sure how i feel about any of that <laughs> so i i know uh it's worth noting that uh, RuPaul's Drag Race was nominated for, I think, at least eight Emmys, and including uh, best some of the a couple of the drag queens that were on the show in previous seasons. Um, I believe it was Delta Work. She was in season three, and I want to say Raven. No, not Raven. Somebody else. Anyway, they're nominated for an Emmy. Uh, she's nominated for Best Makeup. She's nominated for Best Host, Best uh, Reality Series. So kudos to everybody there at the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and World of Wonder. Um, they're also nominated for Drag Race Untucked, uh, Best Unscriptured Show or whatever, reality show or something like that. So um, I think I might watch it depending on who hosts. I, I don't think, do they have they announced a host yet for the Emmys? I haven't seen it. Ten bucks is some white dude. <sighs> it probably is. <laughs> I feel I'll like be... I feel like it's like some Ricky Gervais knockoff or something. I don't know. And even a Ricky Gervais is a knockoff of Ricky Gervais. If we're being completely honest, it's true. So yeah, I might have to watch it, or at least do the cliff notes. But uh. It's good to see a lot of people of color uh, nominated. Oh, they're giving it to Colbert, Stephen Colbert. All right, well, then I'm more... I mean, he's still a white guy, but I, I like him. I'd watch <laughs> him host things. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the Emmys are coming up, so yeah. stay tuned. 
And you know, and I want to give a shout out really quick to Big Little Lies, one of the best miniseries that came out this year. If y'all have not seen that yet, watch it. That that show was one of the few shows ever to have me at the edge of my seat ever. So I I have to plug it. I love that show to death. I love that show to death. Oh, and while we on it, um, the Emmys, y'all fucked up for not nominating Candy Alexander for uh special guest star. And scandal because scandal, she man. read the fuck out of y'all when she was talking about black women and how they had to hold up every motherfucking body. So I don't know what was y'all was doing, but y'all got it wrong. Y'all got it so wrong. Scandal's my Olivia Pope's my girl. That's it. We would just be the best of friends. I don't care. I would handle things for her. It's Carrie Washington also as a person. I just want to be your best friend. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she is pretty. I think she's genuinely nice in person. You know how you, you can tell some actors or actresses are full of themselves when they do interviews and whatnot, but she yeah, seems yeah. like she's an honest, genuine person. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So you're right about that. And I found out, speaking of Maya Pope or Maya, I've heard my other last name. I was calling Mama Pope. Um, I found out that in certain places, people are using that monologue. That's a way to audition for roles. <laughs> they should. <laughs> and let me tell you, Candy Alexander's been in the game for a minute. She has been. She, I mean, she was. Been she was on. Um, if you don't know, she was in the movie rendition of a chorus line uh, that was uh, done in the eighties. So she's a dancer. She's a. She's she's got a lot of uh, names to her hat. Yep, she can give you some dance moves in a different world. Where I remember her, she was running for office. I think she was running for student body president. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that. She had a little routine in there. Shout out to routines. And um, she's been, she also played, oh, I can't remember the show, but she was, I think, a, a crack addict or she was uh, getting, getting out from drugs. It was one of those HBO shows, but she was really good in that too. Um, she has a great career and still thriving. So, you know, I slept on this one. But anyway, let's go on and move forward. What else we got? Well, let's go ahead and talk. Uh, well, let's talk. Let's get a little sad for a second. Let's talk about George Romero. Um, he passed away this weekend. If you don't know who he is, he's kind of the, the grandfather, the godfather of zombie movies. He gave us everything we could ever imagine when it comes to zombies. He started the genre um, and he passed this year. But if you don't know, he's responsible for the return of the living dead. Um, I'm probably saying that one. I think maybe not the return of the living dead, but he's, he's basically the godfather when it comes to all those movies and he passed Now he's lived a long life. So it's not a sad, it's sad, but it's not, you know, a sad passing. He's lived a lot of great years and he has influenced so many of people, especially people who are very big into horror movies and, and what have you, he has inspired many. Um, There's a lot of great tweets from people who were reaching out. Um, Stephen King, for those, he and Stephen King worked together when it came to Creep Show, one of my favorite horror anthologies. So, you know, shout out to his family and what have you, and my heart goes out to them. But George Romero, he, he gave us a genre that we are fascinated with to this day. Yeah, that was pretty sad. That's what that was it was. Pretty- because in the same few days, we lost Martin Landau, too. Yes. 
There's also another great actor who just had amazing work. He could play someone loving, someone creepy, someone deadly. He was very good as well. Mm-hmm. When I heard he passed, I literally was like, I got. I always got his name confused with um, you know the the guy who had a similar name to him, whose name I can't remember right now, but. Walter Matthau. So for a minute, I was like, didn't he pass years ago? And then I had to remember, oh, yeah, no, two different people. All right. <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace to George. And, you know, his legacy is, is always going to be here. So now let's get into this big event that happened several miles down the road. Uh, D23, the big expo, the Comic-Con for Disney, basically, is what it really is. Okay, there was so much that was going on. So, finally, we have a somewhat of a date for Kingdom Hearts 3 for all you folks out there that have been waiting, I think, at least 10 years, minimum. It's going it's supposed to be happening next year. I was like, okay, until I see a physical copy in somebody's motherfucking hands, I don't believe it. Uh so it's going to be a uh there's following the storyline and they're going to be anti Toy Story uh world or whatever. So it looks cute and like I said, um I don't believe it until I see a physical copy. Because they are notorious for delaying, delaying, and delaying a game. Hell, we last, we, uh, for The Last Guardian, that was supposed to come out, I want to say, 2005, when I graduated high school. And we just now getting in, what, last year. So, I was like, I hope y'all are not too disappointed if it don't come. Because y'all been waiting for, like, since the land before time. Uh, so what else? Uh, Incredibles two was announced that it's coming uh, coming soon. I haven't seen Incredibles the first one in forever, uh, so I might have to catch up and see what's all see it again before I see the first the second one. There was a behind the scene. Say what? I was going to say Elastigirl is supposed to be kind of the lead in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. The uh, the drop they drop posters for the new Star Wars, which look good. Um, there was a behind the scenes video. Did you watch the behind the scenes video? No, I no, I did not. <laughs> I didn't either. I it was well, just I did, that wasn't that wasn't what I was looking at. <laughs> right. And then they had uh, Disney announced all of their Marvel and other other Disney movies. I know they're doing a a live action Lion King, which I'm kind of looking at them sideways about. Yeah, I, I give some side to that. Don't we have a play? We have a cartoon. We have like four, two sequels. Do we really need? I don't. Do we need some more? Like how? Really though? I mean, exactly. Like if they wanted to watch Lion King, they can just go read what what was that off of, based off of. Uh, Hamlet or something. I, anyway. Uh, they're also doing... Okay, so... There was a story that broke 
last week about Aladdin, the live action of Aladdin, how they couldn't find um, people of color actors, specifically Middle Eastern, Indian, what have you. So it was announced that they already had their cast. And I'm <laughs> I like, they, they were trolling, y'all. They were trolling. <laughs> trolling. I was like, okay, it's one thing to to try to garner news and press about your movie, but don't say that you can't find actors where there's yeah. a whole yeah. ass <laughs> industry called Bollywood where people can sing and dance and act. So we knew that was a bold faced lie. Want or need Will Smith as the genie? I mean, okay, I no. get it, but but no, he, no. Sorry, look, I'm all about Fresh Prince. Let's go back to the '90s and I, I'll jam with you there for a minute. Even some of your like more dramatic work, Will, I'm there for it. But this is not necessary. This is almost like you really are trying to just get his. You're using his name, which really he hasn't done big big stuff in a while. Uh-huh. You don't need Will Smith. Find somebody who, find somebody who can, who is, who is like trained in that. Get the guy who does it on stage all the time. Put him in the movie. Right. I mean that guy is really talented. Put that guy in. But Will Smith, I feel like he's gonna just Will Smith all over it and ruin the whole thing. I f- yeah. Actually, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stand on his side because I I think that Will will do a good job. I mean we. Will has done some good work in, in so many different ways. So I, I have a little more faith in Will. I think he's going to give. He's going to do a good job. I, I, I'm not going to hold him against Robin Williams. I mean, I think like that's unfair. So I'm going to like just like I think he's going to do a good job. I mean, we can't underestimate him. He is. He has the reason why Will has the star power he does is because he is Will. So I'm going to. I got a little faith in that. I think he's going to do well in this role. To be honest, I'm not a big Will fan, Will Smith fan. I mean, I enjoy some of his work, but as an actor, I'm like, oh, I could, I could leave it. Yeah, I think you'll do good though. But I, I do like that they, the people they picked, um, Mena Masalt, and I'm saying this name wrong, so I apologize. Um, they picked him as Aladdin, which I was like, oh, that's great. He's he's a good looking man. He has a lot of great thirst traps on Instagram. Uh, so, a good choice, but there's some controversy with Naomi Scott, who they picked for Jasmine, and mostly because she is um, mixed race. Basically, she is, um, and people are really jumping to it. I think her background, um, I can't remember what her background was, but I know that her father is British. Um, I even tweeted it, um, what her background was, but she is half white, and I think the other half. Um, I think it's Middle Eastern to some degree. Um, but yeah, they went, They are really not happy about that. They have just took to Twitter about who she is. And I think somebody even came for me because I said, that, well, she's this and she's this. And I was like, well, that, that still is wrong and everything else. And I was like, okay. I don't know if it's that. I can't say that. I'm not going to say is it that deep. But apparently right. there's some issues with people not liking the fact that she is mixed race. They wanted someone who was Middle Eastern complete, um, but she is half Indian, and Mena um, is Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Well, this the story of Aladdin is kind of fucked up to begin with, because I mean, even in the first song, they were talking about, 
oh, it's barbaric, but hey, it's home. I'm like, uh, is that how we're really going to talk about folks and how they're how we're going to make generalizations and stereotypes of Middle Eastern people? I I don't know. The the story of Aladdin really is fucked up. But the Disney the Disney version. I'm sure if we like looked at the like actual story, it might have some more threads that Disney decided to like whitewash out. But yeah, totally. Yeah. uh, So as far as the uh, moving along to the more the expo, they people in the expo got to see the trailer to Infinity Wars, and they went up for it. Um, uh, according to some of the stuff that I read, the uh, Avengers finally met the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Thanos, um, his, I guess his guard or whatever his, I want to say his Imperial Guard because it sounds cool. Uh, is supposed to be featured in the movie, and they are some badasses in their own right. Yeah. I don't think we'll get to see the trailer until December. Or Comic-Con. <laughs> or, or basically, or Comic-Con, in a couple of days. Yeah. Which they were wrong for that. They were wrong because they, they, were, they were releasing other trailers throughout the day. Cause we saw um, Wrinkle in Time, which is going to be fabulous. And I'm, I, but, I remember seeing the book. I never read the book, but I, just seeing that trailer alone was exciting. Um but they were teasing us, and we don't know what it is, but we do know there's going to be some differences. Like, in this movie, Captain America will have a beard throughout this mm-hmm. movie, which is interesting. Um, new characters will be will be introduced that they have not really talked about yet. So we may see other characters that we just have not even thought of. Um, and so there's going to be a lot going with this. I have been told from the streets that um, we're about to be, they're about to blow us up um, when we go to Comic Con, so they're gonna really have something prepared. I I'm not gonna be able to get in that because you have to sleep outside to get in that room, <laughs> and I'm not gonna right. But um, it's gonna be something. So I hope I'm gonna pull some strings. Hope I can get something. But what I've been told is going to be lit. Yeah, I mean, hell, it should be all. I just don't want them to. Since they're trying to cram all of these characters in there, a somebody got to die, or somebody's got to die, um, and b I don't want it to get so overpopulated that the story loses its it that the story loses itself, and people to nominate to die they can go ahead and kill off Iron Man, they can go ahead and kill off Hawkeye, um. Who else? Honestly, they can go off and kill off a uh, Black Widow. <laughs> Why you want to kill? Y'all need to quit hating on Black Widow. Um, Widow. Um, there will. There's a rumor that somebody will die. I don't know who that is. If it is her, they could bring in another one. There are two Black Widows. There were two. Um, mm-hmm. I think she died. So that's a possibility. Or they could. Tony Stark could be the one. Will they give us a new one? As I mentioned before, we have Ironheart. We have some of the others. Could be Rhodey. <laughs> he already died in Civil War II, so why not give right. him this universe? I don't know. Or it could be Captain America steps aside. 
He needs to retire anyway. I mean, as much as I love Chris Evans, and there's a lot to love about that man. Um, and he was, I think he was only contracted to do maybe seven movies anyway. So he might be, you know, ready to put it, put it down as it is. But, you know, they he could pull a Daniel Craig like they did in uh, the next Bond movie because he said he was ready to go. But they offered him all this money and he's back. So I don't know. You know how Hollywood is. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got some new Star Wars. Um, it looks like that. Some new posters. Um, so that looks like that's going to be really good, too. There's going to be more information at Comic-Con for that. Uh, but I wanted to jump back quickly to Wrinkle of Time because that that that's just going to be a very epic thing. We have not really seen a young girl of color in a role in a fantasy like that. Think about it. We've grown up for many years with a lot of white boys experiencing fantasy and you know all these great things: Harry Potter, Marion Story, Troll. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. just stuff like that. And this is the first time in many. Many, 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 many years that we have a young black girl who will be having these experiences. Yeah, that that trailer was like that trailer. I watched the other day, and I watched it about three times in a row because I was like, "Holy fuck!" I mean, Oprah's thing is freaking me out. I couldn't deal with that because I have never seen Oprah. Every time Oprah tries to act, I feel like she's act. She's trying to act like Oprah. I tried really hard to get into it. I just couldn't. I couldn't. But I'll try again. But I mean, the rest of the trailer was pretty good. Well, I feel like Oprah was basically showing her her true form, which is like some type <laughs> of god. Like it just made so much sense. I was like, "This is her. Does she? It makes sense. It makes perfect sense." Um, there's this one shot when they were all in the field. The three of them were in the field. It was something about that shot that just really just excited me because it was like the way they were set in that field was perfect. It was just. I don't know. It's just going to be exciting. I can't wait to see this movie, and I have no idea what I'm about to see. So I'm really excited about this, and they really got me excited for it. Same. I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, it's well, It comes out March 9th, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Oh, one more thing I wanted to throw out there. Um, Game of Thrones. So, Andrew, I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones. I just started again last night, actually, so yes. Yes, so the, the premiere was this Sunday, for season seven. It was, it started out with a bang. Arya. Arya Stark, man. Arya, like, she, she's just, she's taking no prisoners, literally. She's, wow. It, yeah, it was crazy. Like, she is a mini assassin. She's basically a hit girl. <laughs> she was Hit Girl before Hit Girl. Um, so that was wonderful. Um, there was so much in there, including Ed Sharon, which I don't know why they put him in this. Not a fan. Yeah, of- I feel like he was a bit unnecessary. He didn't say much. He just kind of sat there and looked like Ed Sharon in Game of Thrones. Um, I mean, they obviously wanted to use him for his like celebrity, but he didn't bring anything to it that I was he like. Didn't need his celebrity. I was, I was like, I nobody I I hate Shape of You. I don't really care for him. So I just didn't really need him in there. But everything else was great. There was so, so much in this. Um Stanza was giving us Future Queen. Um 
you had Daenerys, who was basically she she went home, and it was kind of I liked how I like her castle for some strange reason. Um, I liked how she walked into her home, and then as soon as she got in, she said, "So where do we begin?" Like that, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." So you know, this is all about them about to take over the throne. And it was just so much greatness in this, so much. I mean, we're not even giving it justice. The Night King, the White Walkers, we saw a bit of them. Uh, we saw Sexy Jon Snow, who, you know, was trying to lead the group. And Lady Mormont, who is the true queen. <laughs> um, so, Nick, you may not know about Lady Mormont. She is this 10-year-old leader. And she has oh, the best. That's who she was. I've, I fucking loved her. She was amazing. Yeah, has the best lines. So if you want to Google her, she has the best lines in this season or in this show already. So just look out for her. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't watch Game of Thrones because I don't have HBO, and yeah, I won't hook, give me the hookup. But <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, yeah, they are not afraid to kill off your favorite character. No, um, don't kill your favorite character. Just as you're like, oh, I'm comfortable with you. I like you. Your storyline's awesome. Oh, wait, you're dead. <laughs> yeah which i, I actually i kind of like yeah. so um one of these days i'm gonna get caught up well yeah. it's this is the last season isn't it no, no there's, there's, one more. there's one more one more okay and the show start going for an hour and a half so they, they time they're taking the british model and they will be like maybe sh- no a shorter season but longer episodes yeah they're gonna do like six and like an hour and a half episodes or something which I'm okay with. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, you need to get on that because you're missing out. You know, Twitter's lit every Sunday night because of that. So Yeah, and if you don't know what's happening, you're like, I can't go on social media because what the fuck? Right. I'm like, uh, well, see, it was a good thing I had the show to do Sunday because I wasn't on my phone as much. But um, yeah, I need to get caught up on that. I told y'all I'm I'm so behind on these shows. It's not even funny. I need to take a week off just to catch up on shows. I just changed over to Roku, so I still get my shows. Um, but yeah, I was happy that because I have HBO now, so I get my shows. And that was like that's I told them, that's the only thing I want. Give me HBO now. Everything else you can take. But I was like, I want my HBO. Mm-hmm. Well, I just finished that uh the Castlevania series. Granted, it was only four episodes, but oh, that, was, that was really good. It was like basically he was like, "I told you, hoes, I'm coming back." Right? How you? First of all, he gave them the benefit of the doubt because you motherfuckers killed, burned his wife at the stake. Yeah. When told her she was a witch. Yeah. Then he said, "Oh, I'm going to give y'all a year to get the fuck out. Y'all didn't get the fuck out, and now look at you." The percolating, just laughing with your harvest and having more kids, and then he show up like I told y'all, right? <laughs> I told y'all. See, so I don't feel sorry for them at all. <laughs> Andrew, have you seen Castlevania yet? I have seen all the things about it, but I haven't actually watched it. But I've seen like the like social media is blowing up about it. Some people love it, some people don't. I might have to. Uh, I'm going to have to hunger down and have a watch, but I haven't yet, no. Yeah, it's really quick. It's four episodes and then like 25 minutes. Well, 23. Oh, yeah. I can, you I can, can like, bust that off. That, that in the first episode of Law. <laughs> right. Like, I told y'all I'm coming back. I told y'all and y'all motherfuckers. See, 
And but it's gruesome. Well, it's well, it's gruesome. Yeah, there, I think there's a a scene where a kid is half eaten on the and the uh on the ground. I'm like, well, they went there, but you can't have Castlevania and not be gruesome. You know I'm what? Like, I love. We need. I'm gonna be ugly. We need to have something like that to happen to the South. To a degree. I know you're still there, Nick. <laughs> right. You just gonna have me keep this caught up. <laughs> I told y'all <laughs> to stop with this racism and this foolish stuff. I gave y'all a year. Hey, what did mm-hmm. you do? <laughs> so I'm about to unleash these hellhounds on y'all. So <laughs> that would be funny if somebody could do that. If somebody had like the dark magic to be like, I don't, if it was me, I'll be appearing like the Wiz every day and be like, Boop. I told y'all. <laughs> 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 Get the deck together. I'm coming for you. We start with Alabama first. So let this right. be. Yeah, just just start with it. Oh, it start with them or Mississippi. Yeah, we start with them. Like we told y'all, and I'll be back. <laughs> I want right. to be in a big old. I want. I want. Uh, I want Emerald Fire too. I want to be in the Emerald Fire, wearing the same headdress as um, what's her name? Nipsey Russell. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be what's her name? Maleficent. I want to be like. Oh, wearing, okay. Like I told y'all, I was coming back. And she did the same thing, though. You think about it. She said, and I, I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all didn't invite me to this party, so I'm just going to come on in and just let you know. So, yeah. Y'all need to watch <laughs> Castlevania. Now I got all caught up in black magic. So Right. Let's go ahead and take a break so you can uh, calm down your mystic art summoning. And we'll be back, be back for our King Size Edition. <laughs> we will be back. Hey, this is Steph Firewell. Join me by Weekly at the Lemonade for all things nerdy and geeky, giving you all the sweet and sour notes from the nerd world, as well as my own special commentary to make this blend lemonade just right. Follow the Lemonade at Audio Boom, SoundCloud, High Bean at the Points of Interest Network, and I'll see you guys soon. All right, we are back, and we are here to talk about something very interesting and fun for our King Size issue. Yes, so as our guest, uh, Andrew is very active in, as far as social justice for queer disabled people. Uh, he's a pod, fellow podcaster. Um, he's doing a big. So, Andrew, uh, tell everybody uh, about your podcast and about the social justice work that you do. Cool. So, my name is Andrew Gerza. Hey. I am a disability awareness consultant. And what that means is that's a big fancy word for I talk about disability stuff. But my particular area of interest is queerness, LGBTQ, 2S, stuff and disability because there's a real lack of disability in in the LGBTQ culture and I just I really enjoy kind of through my podcast Disability After Dark and through the writing and through the presenting that I do I like being able to share that perspective. Excellent so how did you you get started into this because you know sometimes this can be the furthest away from what we think we're going to do versus what we fall into. 
Um, yeah, I actually start. I studied law for. I, I have a master's in legal studies. Um, so I studied law for a long time, thinking I was going to go kind of the law and order route and do you know courtroom dramatic Viola Davis how to get away with murder moments. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but what actually was happening in the course of my studies is that I realized that I wanted to talk about social justice and I wanted to talk about particularly queerness and disability because I was like, I want to get my D sucked, but I also want to be, to talk about it, to talk about how right. it's not getting sucked enough and so hopefully <laughs> then maybe I'll get laid. Um, that's really kind of where where it came out of, is like the desire to be seen by the community and be sexualized in a in a positive way by my community and when nobody was doing that, well, I was like, fuck it, I'll just start talking about it and see what happens. And that's kind of what, what happened. That's cool. That's cool. Very cool. And you can, I don't think you can never get your dick sucked enough. Right? I that's mean, that's just my yeah. opinion. <laughs> that is but can you ever get your dick sucked really well? I mean, it's it's a rarity. It's rare. Oh, we all know this. Can you take a moment about that? Can you take a moment about that? Because yes. that is good. That is a good thing because some of y'all out here, don't know how to do that properly. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm about to disclose. I have had people in my time that, you know, great on paper, but the performance, we had to, you know, we had to call in HR because there was like, what are y'all, what is this teeth? What is all this action? You're it's right. Like who taught you that? Where did that come from? Um, Not learning. I, I, I was I was well. Let me quit. I was practicing when I was a teenager, so I feel like you had to know what to do. You had to know, and you can't be offering it if you don't know how to do it. Or just be honest and say, "I don't know what I'm doing," but can you can you guide me? Like I don't like because of my disability. Sometimes I don't give the greatest head, and so when if the person guides me the right way, then I know what they like. Because everybody likes to get their dick sucked a little bit differently, so you got to listen to your partner when you're down there. You can't just—I mean, yes—you have to have a little bit of skill, but listen to it how I'm, how I am moaning or not moaning, and you can kind of figure out what to do next. Right. If I'm waiting for the commercial to uh, from, if I'm waiting for Law and Order to get back from commercial, and I'm just pushing you off, then yeah, you know we got a problem. If I got my phone out when you're giving me head, we gotta. We, you're not doing it right. If I'm right. waiting for my, my Netflix to fucking buffer, you're not doing it right. Exactly. I, I've actually told someone like, "This is you're not doing this right. Like this is." Not and right. you know, as as and as long as you, I hope that you did it kind of like gently, because like it sucks. Because I've been on the other end of that where someone's like, "Oh, you're not doing it right." And it was tough because you're like, oh, wow, whoa, shit. Like, so if if it's done kind of gently, like, hey, this that's not the way that I like it, but let me show you, like, then that's okay. But just be like, hey, you're not sucking my dick, right? That can be, like, a bit whoa. So, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, we all need to learn, but we need to learn in a way that is, that, that invites people in. Because when I first started sucking dick, I had no idea what I was doing, and I needed to be taught. And I still, like, still, that's, I've been sucking dick now for lay it out been sucking dick now for 14 years sometimes i don't know sometimes i because your dick is new to me you gotta tell me what you like right right but no you that's a very good point and you know i did say it in a nice way but there is a process you do have to learn it and you know i started i'm telling the truth here i i gave my first one at 14 so 
you have to learn. And luckily, the person taught me like this is how you do it. You put your tongue over your over your bottom teeth over your lip. Like you learn these <laughs> things, how to do it. That has been the greatest thing. You learn how to get that D. It's a, it, it's an art. It is. It is. It is. It's very. It, <sighs> because if you know how to do it, you got the keys to the kingdom. If you, if you got that, true. if you got that mouth work, that's true. Because you own things, you control so much. You control the universe, and you don't even have to do anything. You just walk by the person they remember, and therefore you have everything you need if you need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but moving on, well, not really moving on, but let's get into being disabled and and gay in the community because. I feel that it's very, we don't talk about it nearly as enough. Um, so could you tell us like your s- different experiences that you've had in the gay community and how has that transformed your work as far as pushing rights and visibility to disabled queer people? Um, I've had a lot of experiences. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of rejection, as I think we all do in the queer community, because I don't look like your typical queer man. I'm not white. I no, that, let me let me rephrase. I am white, uh, <laughs> but I'm not able. I'm not able-bodied. I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't have a six-pack. I don't, and I'm, I'm sitting in a chair, so I'm not. I don't look like your typical. What I meant to say was, I don't look like your typical like white able-bodied muscle gym gym kind of frolicky dude and so when mm. i roll up in my chair and be like hey my dick is just as tasty try it out people are like oh i don't know what to do like i'm i'm scared right. and so there's a lot of um rejection that happens in that way uh and just people saying stupid shit like you know how does your dick work i don't know if i could fuck a guy in a wheelchair like can you fuck it all just Things that are really ableist and things that in this day and age, from a community that's gone through so much oppression, I think we need to really take a step back. And why I think it's troubling is because not only are we looking at a lot of ableism within the community around around ability level, we're also finding, and I'm sure you guys know this, we're also finding a lot of racism within the community. And I think those two things go hand in hand, the, the ableism uh-huh. and the racism. And I think we need to... Start calling a lot, calling these these white cisgendered queer men, particularly out in a, in in not even in a nice way anymore. I was gonna try to say call them out in a nice way. At this point, no, no, no. You've had your time to make mistakes and fuck up, and like you've had that moment. Now at this point, we need to start saying to all these white cisgendered gay men, no, 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 no. It's our turn now. Sit the sit the fuck down and don't speak right now. Don't mm-hmm. don't talk. Let me let me speak. And I think that I think that the marginalized communities within the queer communities are the ones that need to rise up and start. We need to hear more from them. It's very true because I've I've seen a lot of guys um, on Twitter saying how they've been called the N word on these uh, hookup sites. How they're saying, oh. Uh, you're cute for a black man or, you know, stupid shit like that, that you would think 
that now we would be past it, but you know, we're I mean, not. there was a point, and I'll be really honest. When I was about twenty, I want to say I was twenty-one, twenty-two. I met this this guy. He was black, and we were going to hook up. And I, he was hot, and like, I didn't care that he was a person of color. It didn't bother me. It should like it shouldn't bother me because my my family's mixed race, and that's fine. But I I remember we were in bed, and I said, I literally said the words, you know. I've never been with a black guy before, and I mean, now that I'm educated in in social justice circles, I would never, ever, ever say that ever again. Like, I would never let myself ever say it. Uh-huh. I can't even believe I said it. I remember at the time he looked at me like I was, like I had hurt him, and I was also, you know, looking back on it, here's this guy who accepted that I was in a wheelchair, and I just made a race thing. Like, what the fuck? So, I mean, we're all susceptible to it, and we all make these mistakes, it's how you come back from it. It's like, I would never do it again. I would never, ever say something so stupid again. Um, but I wouldn't also, like, this whole thing we've done in the community where we've categorized men in preferences, and I, I'm doing air quotes when I say preferences, because preferences basically means I'm a racist, I'm an ableist, I'm transphobic. I like When you say preferences, what you're saying is, I'm excluding you. Mm-hmm. And like we need to, we need to stop thinking it's okay to have a preference when what we're really saying is I'm being a racist or I'm being ableist or I'm being this or this. We need to start confronting the fact that we're all a little bit scared of difference in our community. And once we start confronting that, we can have a real conversation. Exactly. It's, I mean, a preference is like I prefer sushi versus. Yeah. Uh, Italian food, not not. I prefer white men only. Like, right, it's, which, is, which is always puzzling to me. Cause I can't. I understand the programming, the social programming, where we have told ourselves to believe that. But I think once you have the experience of being with different types of men, it's. I can't understand why you will hold that. You know, as I think I said it last week when I was in Montreal, so many beautiful men of color everywhere. I was like, how could you just say that you were only be able to white men? You have all these choices of beautiful men to experience. You know, like, why would you want to limit yourself? So it's always fascinating to me. And also, the power they put on a white male. Like, he has good dick, good stroke, good idea, you know, good... Because sometimes, okay, let me just break it down. Sometimes yeah. the white guy, he does, first of all, he's got, he does not have a good dick. Sometimes. True. Sometimes, yes. But sometimes, guy That's needs true. to relearn how to work his equipment, man. Uh, and I'm not saying that, that a person of color couldn't have the same issue, but like, you know, we got to stop putting these white, these white muscle men on a pedestal. Yeah. And I think, you know, regardless of race, looking at body types, we need to stop putting the muscular white, the no, not race, I'm, I'm fucking up, the muscular men generally um, on pedestals and start looking at other body types, like men, like I'm into guys who are a bit, you know, bearish and, or who are kind of, um, for lack of a better term, twinky. I, I kind of like, and I hate those terminologies, but that's the easiest for people to understand. But uh-huh. I like um, the different diversity within our community and we need to start giving platform to that. Yeah. 
You're really yeah. right. I think people change the game in that because I feel like you. I, I I always feel fortunate that I've had different experiences with different types of guys to where you kind of understand what you like and why you like it. I think when you limit yourself, you have you still don't have no idea what it is that you like. You're still chasing something. But I think once you have an ex- experience with different types, it's really great. You know, you know, meet somebody who's outside of your comfort zone. They can teach you so much. So. I agree with you. I think we need to stop putting these muscle-bound men because I feel like in a lot of ways they're also kind of lazy, you know, because they don't have to work for it. So therefore, you get those lazy, you get a lazy F. You get that type of. I'm all for your muscles. I like I like guys with red hair and big muscles. Look, you can fuck me anytime, anywhere. I'm down. But the minute you tell me you also wouldn't wouldn't sleep with that that cute guy of color over there, also. Then, then I gotta. Then we gotta be done because why gotta be right. racist about it? Like, what's like? No, and I think these production companies, especially in the the kind of media that we consume, like our porn or our like or our like gay gay themed media, needs to have better representation. And it isn't like it isn't just about oh we didn't know any better. You did you did so know better. You were marketing mm-hmm. to your to your key demographic, which is white gay men. When, if you understood that people of color have, have spending power, disabled people have spending power. If I saw a good looking disabled man of color who had a big dick in a porn site, I'd be there. Like I, I would pay my money for that. Like, let's go. Um, what they're forgetting is that if you show me myself, I'm more apt to spend the dollars. Exactly. That's why we always keep on saying that representation matters and not just in comic books or video games or movies, but in adult theme videos and books. It, it just it matters. And when you show that we matter, then we show you via pay. I'll show you yeah. the money. Right. It, I mean, it's. And going, you touched on it earlier about the how gay porn always shows the stereotypical blonde hair, blue eyed, six pack tall white the guy, swinging white guy, ready to like fuck. That, and I then mean, if they show the black man, he's like a thug or something, or he's like <laughs> he's like the dirty top from the from the like the hood that's gonna fuck you, like. It's yeah, which is right. so ridiculous and so stereotypical. Um, I mean, there are studios that I think are getting better at it. Like, I I do have to say, I watch a fair bit of porn. Um, Cocky Boys is, I mean, it's I like that I like that kind of stuff because it's art house porn and it's a little bit different. Um, and so I keep saying to these studios, like, "Hey guys, I'm available. I'll come shoot a scene. Like, I just want to throw in yeah. some diversity." I, I'm not I'm I'm in no way a porn star, but I love the idea of oh my god, there's this attractive disabled guy, I don't know what the fuck to do, but I wanna I wanna sleep with him. Like I like that kind of playing with that fear that people have around different bodies. Yeah. Yeah, and porn I feel that there is a coming of I don't know, a evolution in porn stories as far as them actually telling a story and not just a scene. Oh, here's the scene and then here's the scene. I don't and we're need gonna... a sto- I mean, 
I don't know the story. True. (laughs) Some of those stories are fucking. You're trying to overact shit. I don't want no story. But I mean, what I like about Cocky Boys, the one that I watch the most, is that it's a scene, but it's shot beautifully. And I think when you have. Like for my my body, for instance, is in a wheelchair. So to see that shot beautifully, like somebody give me a blowjob or me fucking somebody sitting in my wheelchair, that kind of scene would just like blow my would blow someone's mind and would make it so that when they watch that porn, they saw themselves. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's time that we have more of that. You're right. Um, Cocky Boys is very art house. Like I've. Like, it's very our house. It's shot very beautifully. Men.com is, they're doing a lot of the, of the parodies, you know, from, like... Yeah, Men.com needs to stop with those parodies, because really, I don't care that you did a Spider-Man parody. I tried <laughs> to watch... I was into Colby Keller until he was Trump right. supporter, and then I was like, mm, going to have to remove myself from your fandom. Um which is which was hard to do. I have to admit that was hard to do. I mean, right? I mean, I'm still I still follow him on Twitter. I'm still like, boy, I'm here for you when you're ever you're ready to switch that tune. Let me know. And like he and I have talked. He interviewed me for when he was working with Manhunt. He interviewed me for his like Manhunt series years ago, and I talked. To, he's a sweet guy, but when I heard that, I was like, okay, all right, got to take a step back from this because. I can't support this. <laughs> nope. Right. That's that was kind of very sad to hear that. But you know what? If you ain't gonna learn today, you are gonna learn someday. I have a question for you, Andrew. So, how how would you describe? I would. How would you describe yourself? How how do you? How would I describe? I thought you were gonna ask me how I was gonna describe my dick big um <laughs> no but how you know how do you in some sense when it comes to as because you know we all have our ways how we describe ourselves in the sense of how we are sexually how we feel confident in our sexuality or in our in our sex giving in some ways i heard that in before. our sex giving that's awesome yeah. um i'm pretty upfront about it like i i i i refer to myself as a queer cripple um I lay it out and I make, I kind of play with these dangerous terms that like people are not supposed to say. And I'm like, fuck it. This is my word. I'm reclaiming it. Deal with it. Like here it is. Um, And right now the terminology that I have a lot of terms that I use, sometimes I'll use bear in a chair. Right now I'm using um, disabled dork with a big dick. Like I I play with that stuff because it's fun for me to create labels for myself because it's creating a space where there wasn't one before. Um, and I'll say stupid things like, Hey, want to come touch my joystick? Like just to be, to play with the fact that I know I'm disabled. And if you're going to get with me, that shit's not going to change. Like once you suck my dick, I'm not going to get up and start walking tomorrow. Like that's not what's happening. You fucking me isn't going to magically cure my disability. If you're going to do this with me, you're going to have to get ready for the realness that is disability. Uh-huh. So tell us about uh, Disability After Dark, your podcast. Yeah, sure. I started this in September of 2016. We are in, we just recently hit our 51st episode. Um, 
which holy fuck i can't believe i made it to even past i can't even believe i made it past 30 episodes like what the hell but i managed to somehow um and i just i wanted to i I had been blogging um and presenting on this stuff disability and queerness for years and i wanted another platform to do it and i just said you know what i can i know how to talk i know how to kind of and I didn't want to like do a for I like it was kind of like this podcast in that I didn't want to do a formal show, but I wanted to talk about the issues around queerness and disability. And so I just literally was like, I'm gonna hit record and see what happens. And it's turned into this really intersectional um, podcast, talking to people about disability and sexuality, people with different levels of disability than mine, learning about their bodies, learning about their sex, and giving them a platform to really share their stories around sex and disability. Yeah, I first heard of uh, your podcast through uh, Bearded Fruit. Um, I heard you on their podcast. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So yeah, they're good I people. went over there. Yeah, they are. They're very good people. Uh, so I listened to a few of your episodes and I, I saw that you had, um, oh, um, you had a, you had Dominic. Uh, yeah, Dominic and- Evans. Evans, yeah, and w- I remember him because we all did. Uh, Sean from No Totally's, uh, he did a series on post nightlife and what it meant to us as far as the shooting and whatnot. So it was nice to hear his voice again and everything um, you talked about on that episode. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that so- episode was. I mean, I love I love recording with him. He, I have been following him not so much in the queer spectrum, but around his work with film discs and his stuff around media representation of disability. So I just thought one day I'm going to reach out to him and see if he responds. And he was like, I love your work. I follow you. Like I will be on your podcast, please. Yes. So I jumped at the chance to interview him and we talked literally that interview was broken up into two parts. We talked for three hours and it was like, when we were done, I was like, wow. I want to, I could, I could go for two more hours. Cause he has so much to say, and that's what I love about my, my podcast, is that people with disabilities, especially queer people with disabilities, have so many stories that nobody gets to hear. Um, and so I just love giving... When when I have a guest on the show, I shut up for an hour and I let them just talk. And mm-hmm. it's such an education for me and for hopefully my audience, but it's a place where somebody who's queer and disabled or just disabled and wanting to talk about sex can go and feel like they have a space. Exactly. And I think us as being, I don't want to say allies, but friends need to recognize when to shut up and let other people have a chance to speak and express themselves. Yeah. So what's next for you as far as any projects, um, anything down the pipeline that you are excited about or can talk about um i just finished actually tomorrow i don't know when it's going to air but tomorrow july 20th uh sorry july 19th i just wrote an article for new now next which is like the the literary version of logo um mm-hmm. about queerness disability and media representation and that's gonna that's gonna be hitting tomorrow um so i'm excited for that i just did a video with uh a pretty prominent pod uh, YouTuber, Davey Wavy, and I did a video um, yeah. 
For oh yes, I've seen him uh, in the in the buff. Yeah, he yeah he's a he's a tasty man. So we we did a video at my place actually for his channel about about how to how to undress a cripple was the is I think the title of the 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 YouTube video. But it was I mean it's really fun and I, like that kind of came out of nowhere. I I literally tweeted him a few months ago and said like hey here's what I do I'd love to chat with you and within ten minutes he tweeted me back and said all right cool let's talk we we and we started you know, planning things out. So, I mean, for me, this is such a big deal because I never thought that what I was doing would actually get traction and people would actually know who I am. Like, I, I still am in awe of the fact that people listen to me, you know, talk every week or every other week now. Um, so it's always really nice when, like, self-made kind of celebrities like Davey Wavy and people like that are like, oh, yeah, let's, let's give you some traction or when my writing gets, when my article gets kind of out there and people read my stuff, even if they disagree, at least there's another viewpoint out there within our community. And I think that, I mean, I'm always humbled the fact that I'm doing something that people are taking notice of. Yeah, that's actually, that's very cool. I mean, uh, to get that kind of traction with these big names and even you're having your, your article put on new now next that's that's huge yeah i'm pretty we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put that the link into our uh the show notes here um because this will air tomorrow yeah when that shit when that shit drops i'll I'll send it to you guys for sure right um let's see do you have any more questions victor i I feel like this has been a really good episode you can ask me like (laughs) you can ask me about the d i'm down for it so just just (laughs) Throw it out. <laughs> I'm out. Well, you know, we may have to bring you back because we're going to actually do an After Dark. We've been talking about it for a while. Yes. Like we may have to do like at least two or three of these. But because I want to I want to have the time to really get into it. Um, I have the courage to get into it now. Um, <laughs> because um, you know, I think we that we should and I would we would love for you to come in and just talk about it too because I want different perspectives we want different perspectives on this we yeah we might yeah, have to do like a round I'd table also to talk to you guys maybe um on my podcast the linkages between the linkages between disability ableism and racism within our community and and some of the stories you guys have that are that are not similar to disability but are similar in the fact that you know some of the shit that you guys have to encounter trying to navigate these spaces and just show how you know ridiculous it is and also then i can flirt with you on my podcast so, so that 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 works for me yeah. hey we're down with it but i think go ahead i, I like flirt. i feel like that's a southern trait i'm always told that i'm that i flirt too much anyway People. Well, I can't see you, but you—I mean—you sound hot, so I'm—I'm I'm, I'm down <laughs> for it. <laughs> I like to think that I'm cute. You know, I got in trouble recently because somebody was like um, mad because they saw my Facebook. <laughs> it's like you were talking all nice. I'm like, I didn't promise you anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I was just being nice. It's kind of sad that now gay men are equating nice with you're gonna get some dick. So. Yeah. That's a whole other topic, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, I wish I could. I wish I could get some nice dick. 
I wish I wish that like right? once I was nice to you, the dick wasn't so fucking douchey at the end. Shit. You know, that's, that, that's true too. I think people need there's just so much we can get into with that. But yeah, people need to know several things. One, you need to know how to do it, how to do it well. You just can't be cute anymore. You know, some people are like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, mm, he's cute, but what about his skill set? Your skill set needs to be or just be honest with the fact you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Just let, let me know so that if I decide to work with you, literally work with you, I know how much work I got to put in. That's, that's so true. Because it's like if I'm going to be with you, I expect you to be at an A level or at least be at a B plus level. You I need be, you, to- you can be at a B level, but just let me know so that I can go in and be like, all right, you, all right. You know, you use some teeth <laughs> there. I don't like it. Let's take a quick break and, you know, like, get some water. I'm going to give you these uh, these notes, and we're going to come back for round two. Here's a YouTube video of what not to do to me. Thanks so much. Right. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to plan this, but we would love to have you come in and be a part of that conversation. I'd like that very much. And that does bring a close to our show. So, as always, follow us on Facebook Follow us on Twitter. The podcast is at Megashane Pod. I am at Porter Pizzazz. Victor is at Wonderman5. You can follow, go to our website, themegashane.com, which I, I've been lying since <laughs> the uh, the land before time about uh, getting this website together. But I think we're going to get some some real changes into the, in there soon. Um, let's see. If you're out in San Diego this weekend, make sure you go to Victor's panel. What time is it, Victor? At five o'clock on Thursday, um, Moonlight Magic. Moonlight Magic, and I name just slipped my head as I said it, but basically we're at five o'clock um, on Thursday, and we'll be talking about um, Black queer um, contributions to comics, fantasy, sci-fi, what have you. So. We'll be talking a lot. Um, please come out to see us. We will be glad to see you and meet you. Yep. Uh, follow Andrew. Uh, Andrew, what's your uh, Twitter handle? And you can give your social media shout outs and whatnot. Twitter is Andrew Gerza. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-G-U-R-Z-A. You can also follow me on my website, www.andrewgerza.com. Um, Facebook is Andrew Gerza 1. And yeah, that's where you can follow me. All right. Any last things before we get up out of here? Um, Comic Con's gonna be crazy. That's all I can say for now. <laughs> it's time for a drink for me. Oh. <laughs> Andrew, we'll let you have the last word. Uh, it was such a, it was so fun and so like, so fun. Like it was just so fun to just chat with people about pop culture and then dick. You know, it was a good time. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Who doesn't love Dick? Who <laughs> right? doesn't love Dick? Also, that's a really good show. Catherine Hahn, mm, good show. <laughs> Until next time, you all. Take care. Bye. Bye.